Thank you for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. And we are back with the second Lexio, as promised. Kara, I've been enjoying doing these Lexios. I Maybe this should be just Draw Near from now on. I'm fine with it, but <laughs> if anyone listening is like, <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has been a lot of fun. It has also been really good to just like get back into scripture. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, I think we can all use just a little bit more scripture Amen. in our life. So we are going to dive into a passage that Fred has shared is his one of his favorite ones. He used to he said he used to go to it all the time and had forgotten about it. So this is a nice little review for mm-hmm. him um, to go back to this and see what God has to say. But hopefully everyone can kind of get something from it. It's funny how I landed on the scripture passage. It was, uh, first of all, shout out to all the lovely folks at St. Clair of Assisi Parish in Ellisville, Missouri. We got to spend a week with them. Uh, doing a parish mission. But one of the highlights of that time, Kara, was the Bible study that mm-hmm. I was able to join on, on Wednesday morning Bible study. So shout out to all those awesome folks that were there. And they're doing a, a study of Acts. And I, I wasn't sure, you know, do I give a talk? Do I give a presentation? Or do I just spend some time in the Word? Mm-hmm. And the only scripture passage that kept coming to mind was the one we're going to do Alexio today on Acts 3, 1 through 10. Well, because a lot of the people were kind of struggling with like, what do I have to give? And mm-hmm. this was a really good passage with talking about, you know, you still have something to give. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we'll go ahead and um, just like last time, we're going to read the passage in full. Normally when you do Lexio, you'll read the passage three times, each time with um, a couple minutes of prayer and contemplation afterwards. And then you're always looking for, okay, what is God trying to speak to me mm-hmm. each time? We're only going to read it once and then we're going to kind of go through what was that word or phrase and like what is God calling us to in right. this and hopefully the Holy Spirit works in you and brings something uh, out of this passage for all of you. For sure. And if you find it helpful to just pause our talking, because mm-hmm. we're going to kind of go right into it, right. just the nature. Silence is really awkward <laughs> yeah, we won't on do a that. podcast. <laughs> That'd be so, just two minutes of yeah. silence. That'd be so <laughs> awkward. So if you want, and by the way, silence in our house, they're going to hear kids crying oh, yeah. and stuff in the background. Oh, yeah. yep. I think someone's microwaving popcorn <laughs> at the moment, so you might hear Fantastic that. Fantastic snack while we're yes, podcasting. Yes, yes, yes. So um, anyways, if you need time to reflect, hit that pause button. Uh, but let's dive into Acts 3, 1 through 10. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple area for the three o'clock hour of prayer. And a man crippled from birth was carried and placed at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate every day to beg for alms from the people who entered the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms. But Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. He paid attention to them, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, I have neither silver nor gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, rise and walk. Then Peter took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles grew strong. He leaped up, stood, and walked around, and went into the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the one who used to sit begging at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with amazement and astonishment at what had happened to him. So what word stood out to you in this passage, Kara? Yeah, 
Um, so the word that stood out to me was two words, actually, technically. <laughs> it was uh, just he asked. He asked. He asked. Nice. Yeah. Um, there's a lot here, but I think for, for me, honestly, it reminded me of Matthew 7, um, where obviously Jesus is in the Sermon on the Mount, and so he's the one preaching at this point in Matthew 7. But in verse 7 through 8, it's that really common, everyone kind of knows this, ask and you will receive, mm-hmm. seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. And that's what, you know, he just, when I was praying with this passage, he just brought, he asked mm-hmm. to my mind. And immediately I was like, ask and you will receive. And I think uh, I struggle a little bit with doing this because I struggle a lot with pride in this particular area. Like, this was a huge theme, actually, in our mm-hmm. last Lexio. Um, but I struggle with pride in this area, like, just specifically asking for help Mm -hmm. I don't know why I think it's just whether it's something interiorly like if I'm struggling with something interiorly or you know mental health something or warfare or whatever Mm -hmm. or if it's something external um I think I just have always been like the the person who is just like I can do it I can handle it Mm -hmm. um pull myself up by my by my bootstraps and try and work hard and accomplish it. And I think that's partly because of how I was raised. And that's a very good thing. Like, I'm so grateful for my parents uh, to instill that. Like, when you work hard, you accomplish things. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just my personality when I'm like, all in, I'm all in. And so it became, uh, it has become more of, well, I can do it. I can Mm -hmm. handle it. And just like placing all of this on myself. So I think first this stood out to me because uh, Jesus in the passage from Matthew that I quoted, uh, ask and you will receive, it says that we're not meant to do it alone. Like Jesus is literally telling us we're not meant to do it alone because later in this passage, right after it says this, it's talking about like, who among you would give a bad gift to your your son? Mm-hmm. How much more does the father want to gift you and his gifts are perfect? And it's talking about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. Like what's another name for the Holy Spirit? The helper. Mm. So he, God tells us like, you're not supposed to have to do it alone. Um, And then in this passage that we just did Alexio on where this crippled man, he asked, like, not only are we supposed to ask God for help, but this man is asking men for help. He's Mm -hmm. asking people and the apostles. And again, um, whether it's, you know, struggles internally or struggles externally, I think like I'm just not good at asking for help, uh, whether it's to God or whether it's to people. Even if it's something as simple as like somebody offers to come help clean my house. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people are like, yeah, I accept that. But in the moment, yeah. it's a little bit harder. Like there's just. I can vouch for what you're yeah, saying. Is yeah, yeah. Accurate. No, Fred literally be like, Hannah can just come and she'll like help clean yeah. your house with you. Sometimes I'm just really bad at like accepting mm-hmm. those things, even right. if people are listening and they're like, yeah, definitely let someone come clean your house. <laughs> yeah. But then in the moment. Yeah, it's hard to hard to accept that mm-hmm. you actually need that help. Right. Um, so I think that's what that's what I took from it. He asked mm-hmm. because that's what this man did. He asked and then he was expectant. Like he right. expected to receive something. And even though it was something physical that he received, like now he could walk again. You have to you have to believe like that also did something internally for yeah. him and spiritually for him. And I love that you say expectancy, because I think expectancy is kind of the foundation of this scripture passage. Yeah. It wasn't an ask without an expectancy. Right. And I think you see that in here. And there was no pride. Right. Like at all. I mean, 
he was a beggar. Right. And he is fully aware of his situation mm-hmm. and he expects people to help him and he is trusting that they will help him. Right. So I think, yeah, just hmm. letting go of that pride. That's something to contemplate the the trust of a beggar. Yeah, the trust of a beggar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you see that in the passage where they're in the temple. Right. Uh, and, you know, look at the, you know, thank God I am not like this, these people <laughs> right. from the, yeah. the Pharisee over there, just yeah. like really pompous. You see that there is not really trust. There's arrogance and there's right. pride. And then there's the beggar. So there is this scriptural, I think, comparison to pride and the humility and trust of a beggar because right. at the heart of humility is trust Enter saint francis yeah yeah nice. yeah so that's kind of what the word and i'm still really like processing the call of it but right. that's kind of the the words that stood out nice love it what about you well it's funny enough <clears throat> this is a different word than what stood out to me when i was with nancy and everyone uh at saint Clair's there uh in their bible study but intently stood out to me okay intently peter looked at looked at him intently and notes not just that Peter saw his need, but that Peter looked at him intently. Mm -hmm. Like there was intention behind the look, a loving look. He noticed him. It wasn't a, a Passover. Right. I think a lot of times we see people in our lives and we might look at them with disgust. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we disguise that disgust. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But that's how we look at them. Even that, if we wouldn't admit it to ourselves. Right. Even if we wouldn't. And I would say oftentimes we won't admit it to mm-hmm, ourselves. Mm-hmm. Or we see people in our lives that we just completely overlook. Yeah. Regularly. And they don't feel seen, you know. Yeah. I feel like that's true with people who are actually a part of our lives. Right. But also people who, you know, you're just in a grocery store passing and like you don't actually see a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that just really stood out to me. Like there, in that look, there was intent. He noticed him. And then what does he what does he say to him? Look at us. Mm-hmm. Who who are they looking at? Ultimately, as Paul tells us, mm-hmm. follow me as I follow Christ. They're seeing right. Christ in Peter and John here, which is also behind the looking intently. Yeah. Because who else looked intently? When's another time we, <laughs> we encounter that word in scripture? Yeah. It's Jesus looking at Peter. When Peter falls in sin, mm-hmm. he denies Christ three times. How does Jesus look at him? Yeah. Intently, with yeah. love. He notices him. He's not put off by his faults. Right. He still loves him. My translation of he looked at him intently is he fixed his attention upon him. Yeah, that sounds even better. Yeah, because it's yeah. like you cast away all other distractions right. and you're just honed in on like this person right. and what they need. Yeah. And and. When it says, look at us, it's he's wanting the same thing from him. I think that actually goes well, funny enough, come Holy Spirit. But that actually goes really well with what stood out to you uh, with he asked, is that look of intent? Yeah. He he was noticed. Right. Even before he asked, he was noticed. But if it's true what you said, that like if he's looking at them, really what Peter is inviting him to is to look at Christ. Right. It kind of reminds me too of a... um, when Peter's walking on the water, right, which is a mm-hmm. passage for the time that we're in, for sure, getting out of the boat. But, you know, Peter asks, mm-hmm. can I walk on this water? Like, call me out. And he mm-hmm. does. And when he stops looking, he takes his gaze away from Christ. That's when he begins to sink. sink. Yep. Yeah. So it's like an, an 
in this passage, he's look at us, look at Christ, fix right. your gaze, and then we will gift you what you've been expecting. Right. And in the same way, when Peter looked away, and took his gaze off, he he started to sink. Yeah. Hmm. I see something in that, too. You talked about relationships and asking help of others. Mm-hmm. I see something in that, too. When we take our eyes off of one another, we begin to sink. Yeah. This isn't even what we were talking about, but that's... Let's just, go. <laughs> <laughs> we do, but that's we, we the heart of draw sink. near. Yeah. Like, draw near draw to God. Draw near. To yeah, draw near yeah. to one another. That's the whole idea. Hmm. You have to look at each other to right. draw near to each yeah. other, I guess, is what we're saying. True. Yes. <laughs> With intent. Yes. Or fixed attention or, to... Yeah, no yeah. distractions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's true too. Like, um, this is one thing I like to talk about um, when speaking, especially with younger people, is casting out all of those distractions because you are called to love and you're called to love the people right in front of you. And so often it's like, when, how often do we get in an elevator and immediately pull out our phone? Right. Or you're like, that's your defense mechanism. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to just be awkward standing here. I don't want to have to talk to people. Let me just like act like I'm right. distracted and busy. Right. Um, but how do you draw? Yeah. How do you draw near to other people when you keep your eyes off of them? Right. And you look somewhere else and you let in all the distractions. Your f- attention is fixed elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, Kira. That's why we're doing this Lexio thing, huh? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. So phrase would be next. This is like the lightning round of this Lexio, right? <laughs> Let's go. We got it. <laughs> Hammer it out. Well, well, first pause and think what was the word that stood out to <laughs> yeah. you all? Nope, nope. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Okay, so what was your phrase, Fred? The phrase, it's it, the word, like typically the word is going to be in the phrase. Right. But at the moment, like in our reading, once again, this goes well with what we're talking about. The The thing that stands out to me as a phrase, then Peter took him by the right hand and raised him up. Nice. Then Peter took him by the right hand and raised him up. That's literally the <laughs> phrase that stood out to me too. Nice. I have it written here. He took him by the right hand and raised him up. But then I went further and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Nice. So you explain yours why. Um, I need to process that myself because it's not what I was prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll explain mine then while right. you process. Maybe they'll tie together. Um, I think for me it stood out during prayer for actually a couple of reasons. The first one I think is probably obvious. Um, just like the apostles are here, um, God does the same thing. Like he wants to take us by the hand. He wants us to help stand up and to feel strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't just want to... Um, he doesn't just want to do this when we let him do this. Like he actually does it all the time. He does it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one reason that seems really kind of obvious. Like God wants to be the one to take us by the hand, raise us up. But the other reason is actually, I think related to warfare. At least this is how I kind of interpreted it. Um, I feel like spiritual warfare isn't talked about a ton, Mm-hmm. But it's a real thing. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the very first episodes that we did. If you want to throw back to our poor audio oh, quality yeah. and <laughs> awkwardness, and my check out that episode. still thinking about. I don't think I should be doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's our ums and ahs. Oh yeah. But if you really want to, go ahead. But we do want to revisit that right. and and take up that topic again because it needs to be talked about that warfare is a real thing that happens. And um, the devil's sneaky. He's sneaky. So like when one thing doesn't work, he brings up a different bag of weapons. Mm -hmm. He does that. And but something that I have noticed is like whenever I feel this weight of attack or warfare, it's like God can immediately transform it 
or relieve it in like an instant, Mm -hmm. in an instant without any question. Um, He can bring evil and warfare to their knees. It's Mm -hmm. like they're trading places with this cripple. It's like the cripple gets to stand up and evil gets knocked down and can't get back up. That's kind of the visual of what I saw. That's like the visual of what I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you think about like what's happening here in this passage, someone who is lame from birth, they basically like have zero strength in their legs they probably even have haven't even learned the mechanics of walking Mm -hmm. and so to just like take it that step further with the passage immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong um that just stood out to me a lot because i feel like that's how god works in my life um like with these times when i would feel weak or uh powerless or attacked or whatever like the attack those attacks are obviously from the father of lies in the book Mm -hmm. of revelation. The father of lies is the devil. And so when you start telling yourself like lies or things that are clearly not the voice of God, Mm -hmm. guess who it is. Right. Let's recognize who it is. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you can call it out, be like, this is not truth. This is not God in that moment alone. Like God can relieve so much of that weight Mm -hmm. um, in an instant, literally immediately. And that's, I think that's kind of how he works with me Um, just in that one moment. Like he can change everything. I can just feel strong again. Um, Kind of like this cripple, like immediately he can, he knows how to walk. He can Mm -hmm. put any weight on it. So I don't know. That's kind of what stood out to me. Just the trusting in God and like, he's going to make me strong, I guess. Nice. What about you? I think I see again, going back to what you said earlier, the draw near to Christ, draw near to one another. I think a lot of times we we come to people and we're not even looking at them mm-hmm. like Peter and John here in this passage, but right. we expect them just to get up and walk right without the intent, without the loving look, without the without the taking them by hand, the hand and helping them. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that came to mind, you said he was crippled from birth. Aren't we? Right. Don't our life circumstances sometimes or even just our, the sinful inclination right. that we all have, aren't we all in some ways crippled from birth? Mm-hmm. And yet we expect people to get up and walk, mm-hmm. be better than- Have it all together. Have it all together, you know? And so I see some of that. I'm still kind of processing that, but, but I see that reality in this passage as well. And what, what you're saying, yeah, I think it all goes together. And how we look at other people. Yeah. I want to brag uh, a little bit on like our host family that mm-hmm. we stayed with in St. Louis. I won't I won't call them out um, to embarrass right. them or anything. But they were sharing a story with us about how one time they were going to a sporting event for one of their kiddos. And um, it was really cold. And they saw, I don't know if he was homeless. Um, I think he was kick, like, kicked out and he didn't have a mm-hmm. place or... I don't know, but they came across a man and um, the husband, like he saw this man Mm -hmm. and, you know, the wife, she recognized, I I hadn't even seen him. Like I hadn't even looked up. I hadn't Mm -hmm. seen him. Pardon me. is like, okay, charisma, mercy. Like you see the people that (laughs) other people don't see. Mm -hmm. But just like what you're saying, like we tend to pass over people, Mm -hmm. maybe not register even that like, oh, there might be a little bit of disgust there. Maybe disgust Mm -hmm. isn't the right word, but like we don't see them as people. Yeah, let's just be honest. I think, again, going back to what you said earlier, I think a lot of us look at other people with disgust, but we won't admit it to ourselves. We won't admit it to ourselves. And like here, 
when you admit it, that's when God transforms it. So exactly. let's admit like it. St. Francis. Yes. With lepers. With lepers. Mm-hmm. He literally called them grotesque. Right. Um, but then God transformed his heart and he he spent time in leper colonies. Okay. So um, this husband, he saw him when other people didn't see him. And he was asked to leave. The police came and he was asked to leave. And so he was walking on, on the highway, freezing cold, and they... Um, her husband stopped and rolled her window down and was like, you know, can we help you? Here's some money. And he's like, I don't want your money, all this stuff. And mm-hmm. they ended up, they're like, well, we have a warm car. We're on our way to our daughter's, you know, event. And would you like just to be warm? Mm-hmm. And so he got in and, you know, he spent the day with them and with a blanket wrapped around him. Yeah. As I recall, yeah. That's all he had slowly just kind of opened up a little bit more. And, you know, in the end they're like, you know, you're welcome to come back to our house mm-hmm. and which is very them too, like just right. getting to know them for that short week. But they're like, you're welcome to come back to our house or we can put you up in a hotel, this and that. And, you know, they ended up putting him up and mm-hmm. he had a place to stay. He had a warm shower. He got a mm-hmm. good night's sleep in a bed for a couple nights. Like that's something that I can see relating to what you're saying. Like we tend to pass over people. And in that moment, like they were Christ to those people. It's mm. like, um, it's, and he said he had never experienced yeah, that he, kind of love. He's before. like, why are you guys being so nice to me? Mm. So to have someone care for your physical needs or your emotional needs, like just like this man, he asked, mm. um, God prompted them to do this and they cared for him. And like through that care, he felt loved and only they can know and only he can know the difference that it made in his life. But aren't mm-hmm. we all called to be that? I think it's I think it's Matthew 24 or Matthew 25. I don't remember. But, you know, you clothed. I was naked and you clothed me. Um, mm-hmm. I needed shelter and you gave me a shelter like they get that reward in heaven, you know, because right. that's exactly what Christ asked them to do. Amen. And so I think we're all called to do that, to see the crippled, whether it's, I, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. yeah. Whether they're physically mm-hmm. or emotionally or whatever, like we're all crippled in some way, really to see those hurts, to see people as people and to take it a step further, to see people as Christ mm-hmm. and to love them in that way. Right. Yeah. I think in this is an invitation that there's a lot of crippled beggars in our life. Yeah. And <laughs> we probably are. Crippled we're crippled beggars. beggars. Let's be honest. But there's a lot of crippled beggars in our life who are needing and our needing our alms mm-hmm. this Lent. Mm-hmm. But, the things with with prayer, fasting, and almsgiving—that's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's supposed to be what living, walking with Christ is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But they need our alms; they're yeah. begging for alms, and and for them, it might be checking in on them. It might be a smile. It mm-hmm. might be anything. Right. It might not be just the money for food that day. Right. But they need your alms. They need what you have to give them, um, which which is something with this Peter and John here, he asked them for money. Mm-hmm. They don't have any money mm-hmm. and silver and gold. We don't have, but what we do have, I give to you. I give to you. Mm-hmm. And what they ultimately had was Christ, but and they the Holy prayed in the mm-hmm. Holy spirit, but they, they prayed for them. They prayed for him. Yeah. You know, they prayed for him. That's what they had to give. And I think everyone in our life needs that prayer, needs that yeah. kind of loving look, that kind of attention to give what we honestly have. And there's a lot of crippled beggars in our life that just need us to give all that we have to them. Mm-hmm. And it might just be prayer. Yeah. It might be a smile, St. Therese, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. a simple look, you know? Yeah. I think also going back to what I said about, um, just kind of struggling with pride in this area of asking, like it's not, um, it's not 
a bad thing to ask for help when you need it. But also sometimes I think we tend to get closed off like, oh, they're asking for help. And like there's that tendency of pride, not just in not being able to ask for help, but also in not being willing to help others. Mm -hmm. There's that pride. So I feel like we also need to grow in humility to accept that. Like I had a Mm -hmm. professor in college who he, no matter where he was, no matter what he would give, he would give alms to beggars, um, to homeless people. I know a lot of times we kind of are like, well, they're going to buy drugs or they're going to go buy alcohol. And like, we have all these, these excuses as to why, like, I'm not going to give. And he's like, what they do with that money, that's up to them and God, like God can call them to something different, but they might need that in that moment. And like, I'm supposed to give alms. I told that to my husband once who kind of sees what sometimes this money goes to. And he was like, no, I disagree. Um, but I, I agree. Like, I think, if we're called to give alms, there's right. a reason we're called to give alms. Mm-hmm. And that person who needs it, like they might really just need it. And that is like a blessing in that moment. Yeah. And when you're talking about prayer, fasting, almsgiving, this is what we highlight in Lent, but it's not just a Lenten discipline. And I wrote about this on our Instagram. If you want to mm-hmm. go look at drawnear.me, um, it's like this, you know, green carousel thing, oh, the right. teachings. Yep. Mm-hmm. I won't get super nerdy in it, but um, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving are literally to counter the threefold lusts. The threefold lusts are the initial temptations that were given in the garden by the serpent to Adam and Eve. They're the continual temptations that we receive every day. They're the temptations of Jesus in the garden. And these three disciplines are how we counteract those. If you're curious, the the temptations are from Genesis 3, chapter 1. But it's lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. So he's like, it's good for food. Um, it's a delight to the eyes, and it's going to make you wise. And so when we're called to, and that, that's the same temptation of Jesus right in the in the desert but when we are called to these things when we're called to fast it's to fight lust of the flesh like they wanted that gratification from the fruit so to fast we keep our bodies from gratification Um, so that fights lust of the flesh almsgiving it fights lust of the eyes so materialism things like that we give our money away so we can't receive the lust lust of the eyes when they're said it's a delight to the eyes right and then prayer to fight pride of life. How do you fight pride? Humility. How do you grow in humility? Mm-hmm. Recognizing God is the author of all. And we do that through prayer. So these three things that are we're called to do in, in Lent, they're not just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm not really good at them. And like, that's okay. We're called to actually grow them as habits and disciplines and virtues. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I have ways to go in, in improving these disciplines, but we all do. And it's not just a Lenten thing. Like this is something that right. helps us become more like Christ. So we can do the things that yeah. Fred mentioned to look at people intently. Yeah. Cause almsgiving going back to that is ultimately what you're giving is love. Right. <laughs> and you're giving the love of Christ and it's sacrificial. Yeah, it is. And if you don't have a lot of money to give, okay, mm-hmm. give a lot of love. Right. Yeah. Give a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. Give a lot of attention. Yeah. Uh, how was it worded in your translation? Give a lot of looks of fixed attention. Yeah. Fixed attention. <laughs> but, uh, and, and give a hand mm-hmm. and walk with somebody who needs that needs that help and needs yeah. that support, needs that encouragement. That's your alms. The business side of me is immediately thought of opportunity cost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. When you give, you're obviously also losing something, mm-hmm. but that's the sacrifice. Like you're called to, you're called to fight again, lust of the eyes, 
Um, to give something means you might not get what you wanted from that money or whatever that you're giving. If you give up your time or your talent or whatever, like you have to go somewhere, you're losing out on spending your time elsewhere. There's something that you're sacrificing, right. but that sacrifice is elevated with God and with Jesus's sacrifice. Yeah. Can I say, I think the, the what it's costing you is the thing we're called to. He must increase, I must decrease. Mm-hmm. The cost is dying to self mm-hmm. and that that's a wonderful expense. Yeah. yeah. He must increase. I must decrease. Christ in every eye that sees me. So on. St. Patrick. Yes. That's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then what is the call? The call for me is to do exactly what Peter and John do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Follow their example. And there's a lot of things in here that stand out to me that demonstrate that. The confidence they had in saying, I don't have money, but what I do have, mm-hmm. I can pray for you. Mm-hmm. The importance of just praying for people in the moment, there's a lot of power in that. And we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. They prayed, but they didn't just pray, they expected something to happen. So I hear, I see in this passage, an invitation to expect in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like expect that, the things that we're praying for are going to happen, mm-hmm. which scripture, like sometimes it's not the answer we think it will be, mm-hmm. but we do come to prayer with expectancy. I think a lot of times we come to prayer with this false sense of hope. By false sense of hope, it's, I, you know, I, I hope that'll happen. Right. But that's not actual hope because mm-hmm. hope does not disappoint. That's the words of St. Paul. Mm. It's hope that is confident. I know it will happen. I know one way or another. And some of that is, now I'm not saying that like a, a prosperity gospel, name mm-hmm. it, claim it sort of thing. That's right. not what I mean by expectancy here. But I do mean we expect that our prayers work. Mm-hmm. Like it says in Isaiah, as the rain comes down from the heavens, my word shall not return unto me void. Mm-hmm. The rain comes down from the heavens and it brings new life. It does not return void. There was that expectancy there. But also with that, he looked, he, it says, he leaped up, stood and walked around and went into the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the man who used to sit at the gate. Mm-hmm. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Mm-hmm. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Mm-hmm. Was blind, but now I see. It's the same kind of idea. And people can see that transformation. And because people see that transformation... They were, a filled, they were filled with amazement and astonishment at what had happened to him. Right. That was born in that expectancy in prayer. Right. That was also rooted in that foundation to do the things we're called to do, to follow Christ, to do what he did. And what happens, the Lord's name is praised because of it. And people come to believe. You see that in Acts 2.42 when the church does what she's called to do, it has an impact. Mm-hmm. People are drawn to that. It bears fruit. Yeah. That's the key. Like it bears fruit. So I don't like the prayer that they offer. It's not a cop out. One, they actually truly didn't have the gold and silver to give, but they gave something better. You know, they gave Christ, they gave the Holy Spirit. So to say like, well, if you don't have this to give, just pray. It's not a just as in a cop out. Mm -hmm. Like what they had was literally 
grace in Pentecost. They had their ordination. Like they had sacramental grace to give. They had this Mm -hmm. healing power from the Holy Spirit from God. And it was far greater than a few coins to this man. And just like what you said, the, the result of it, not only did he get to walk. So yes, there was some physical help he received, but the, the spiritual benefit, he turned his eyes toward God and was dancing and praising God. And he was a witness for other people to praise God and to see the good of Jesus. So the benefit of, of these prayers was greater than the treasure. Yeah. I think you also see in that uh, from the, if I put myself in the shoes of the man, you see an example of unanswered prayers, so-called. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that man prayed for his money, the money mm-hmm. he needed to meet the day to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure at some point in his life, he prayed that he would be able to walk and probably had that sense, that false sense of worldly hope that I was talking about. Yeah, I hope, but you know, but yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it won't actually happen, mm-hmm. but I hope it does. Mm-hmm. Kind of like winning the lottery without buying a lottery ticket. Right. I hope that'll happen. Right. Not going to happen. Yeah. But his prayer was never answered. He didn't get the money he wanted for that day, mm-hmm. but he got something better. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times that is how prayer works with the Lord. And I think that also speaks to the kind of expectancy we need to come to prayer with it's you know it's the lord didn't say no he said i have something better Mm -hmm. and he did Mm -hmm. and it was something infinitely better that man can now walk Mm -hmm. so he can support himself he can praise god he was walking and jumping it sounds like a pentecostal church yeah you know um walking and praising god and jumping Mm -hmm. i like that scripture points that out he was jumping there's no there's no mistaking that something happened. Well, that's, and that was what John the Baptist, happened to John the Baptist. He encountered Christ and he leapt in the womb. He leapt it says in the he womb. leapt here. Right. You encounter Christ and something has changed within you. Yes. I'm feeling slightly convicted because um, you're like, you know, hope is not, well, yeah, that'd be nice. I feel mm. like I've actually kind of been doing this a little bit. It's no secret. Obviously, Fred and I have just like stepped out of the boat recently. Mm. And I kind of laugh, like I laugh it off a little when we'll bring up like the fuller vision, which next next episode you'll actually get kind of a sneak peek into what that what that is. It's the full episode, but it's mm-hmm. um, we're excited for you to listen to it. Um, but I feel like sometimes I'll I'll be like, oh yeah, well we hope for this, this, and this, and yeah, but that's like several years away, right. and you know we need just this mm-hmm. magic fairy to come out and grant all of the resources that we need and all this stuff, and like kind of have this right. this exact feeling like oh well you know i hope it happens but it's never gonna happen yeah that's not hope that's not hope at all and i think actually that's my call for this is like um just having that courage and i felt Mm -hmm. like this this morning actually god was kind of challenging me a little bit on this because when when those words he asked stood out to me i almost felt like um in this process of us stepping out which was discerned like two years of discernment for anybody who doesn't know it was probably longer than that and even i think it's the entire time we've known each right. other i think two years of active discernment of like mm. okay when's the time to step out of the boat and then a literal call like i'm waiting step out of the boat right, right. now um a lot of discernment going into that but just also okay god we've done this like are you gonna provide mm-hmm. and i felt like this morning god was like you haven't asked and it wasn't like you haven't asked people to support you and to right. do all this, although that's also true because we're really terrible at that. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, you haven't asked me. Mm-hmm. And I think it was kind of like just a little, what I said I struggle with at the mm-hmm. beginning. Like, 
I struggle with asking for help. Mm. How is God going to speak into the things that I need if I don't ask and if I'm not vulnerable and um, authentic with him? Like you can't draw near to God if you're not actually real with him. And so it was one of those moments of Kara, why don't you actually like tell me what you're thinking that mm. I've, I've had multiple times. And he was, yeah, he's just like, you haven't even asked me. So that was kind of my challenge or my call was, okay, God, like <laughs> I need to come to you like a child right. where I expect and I'm okay asking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, yeah. not this false hope. I have hope. It is, it'll right. happen. Yes. Amen. It will happen. Amen. Well, this Lexio was very different than I had planned for. We prayed or the Holy Spirit would come. But we prayed the Holy Spirit would come. We did. Hmm. So in the light of like this whole episode, this actually hmm. was completely unplanned, just like what Fred said. This took a hu- like a very different turn from what we were expecting. But um, asking you will receive, and I think hmm. we need to have faith that that will happen. So we are going to kind of tell you a little bit. Like Fred and I really want to do a video podcast, hmm. really bad. Like we would right. post on YouTube, you get to watch us videotape in hmm. the studio chapel at Fred's house. We're and- gonna have YouTube come down and record it. Yeah, yeah, we'll just have YouTube. Come- yeah, but office reference. Sorry, we do not. <laughs> But we do not have a camera. So this is like our next big item that we really want to invest in for Mm. the future of Draw Near. Um, If you would like to support us or like to gift a camera, we do not have the funds right now for it. Um, Mm. It's on our list to begin saving. But if you would like to gift us a camera, that's really the next step of what we would like to offer for all of you guys is being able to actually like join us, not just in conversation, but um, view like you're, you know, you're actually with us. So that's kind of the first thing asking you will receive. Hopefully somebody out there feels called mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. And if anyone feels called to support Draw Near, visit drawnear.me and click the support button to become a patron. Yep. And the fuller vision, I'm sure we'll share with you very, very soon. The next two episodes. It is. Couple episodes. is it's not just content creation. It's yeah. something bigger. We're, this is a, we're only doing this so we can do that mm-hmm. sort of a thing. And um, this is really just a launch pad to something more meaningful mm-hmm. and significant. Not um, that this isn't, but the Lord has a call right. and we want to answer it. Amen. Amen. But it starts with something as simple as a camera. Yeah. <laughs> and some of those uh, meeting kind of our monthly financial yeah. needs. So Begging uh, for the alms here. Yeah, we are two crippled beggars. Yeah. Um, please look lovingly yes. at us. <laughs> please look lovingly. That's good. That's good. Um, as as you have probably noticed, we never really ever. Yeah, we're kind of bad at asking. Do any patron, Patreon kind of advertising? So, um, that's not why we do it. We really do it to bring the love of God to you. Yes. So we're 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 trying to look lovingly at you all with our voices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, it, it's time to step out a little more. So. If you can help two crippled beggars um, <laughs> to look lovingly at you, <laughs> uh, hit that support button on our website, drawnear.me. 